0: me in the Room podcast for the first time to talk about his book Born to Brawl is Jay Rivera. What's up my friend? Oh, thank
1: you. Yeah, I'm excited to be. It's my first time on your podcast and uh it's um I've been watching you. You're doing good things and you know, um I'm excited to be a part of it at, at this point in time. So, yeah, let's get this rock and roll. <laughs> Excellent. Well, dude, we know a
0: lot of the same people, but before we get to all that, And your book, um, you know, a very, very, very great book. It's actually coming on its uh, two-year anniversary, I think, in November. So congratulations on that, Jay.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I I published it during the pandemic in uh, November 2020. Um, You know, one of the good things that came out of that was the pandemic was that we were home a lot. It gave me a lot more time to sit and write and actually complete the book. So um I decided to put it put it out in November 2020.
0: Good time man, people are sitting at home, they need something to read and uh you gave them that platform. So with that said Jay man, um a lot has happened from uh you know growing up up until this point, 2 years into this book. Uh bro, you're a big uh you're a black belt in uh Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Let's get to that first bro because a lot of the book, mostly the book is business and you know um the combat sport world and getting that all involved together to 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 evolve yourself in in all different ways of life but jay as far as you man how did you get into martial arts uh jiu jitsu in particular
1: um yeah great question i got into jiu jitsu um as a way to to stay in shape <laughs> really that initially i was getting uh back in shape i was kind of out of shape i was you know um going through a breakup with my ex and uh, you know, how those things can be kind of messy. And um, so I was definitely boozing too much. I had picked up a nasty habit of smoking cigarettes. And one day I was just like, you know what, this isn't, enough is enough. Let me get back in shape. So I started hitting the gym and um, I I uh, wanted to find something besides running on the treadmill and picking things up and putting them down that would keep me in shape. And uh, I, you know, like, most males in my age group i i knew of the ufc you know it was early in the ufc still early in the ufc but i had seen this guy you know hoist um do amazing things uh to bigger larger opponents inside the cage and i was like this brazilian jiu-jitsu thing looks pretty cool let me let me let me try it out so i um i was living in hartford at the time i found the gym online underdog uh Brazilian jiu-jitsu and uh, I walked in and I I, I watched the class and I liked it I went back I participated and I never stopped going back after that
0: well when uh when when was this well how old were you when you decided hey I'm gonna try jiu-jitsu and how long ago was that when you walked into the doors
1: so I was in my early 30s um when I decided to to give jujitsu a try. And, um, I, I had been a college athlete, so I was, you know, used to that competitive, um, aspect of, of sports and wanted, still wanted that. Um, and like, and like I said, I, I had been in shape, you know, being a college athlete, but I wanted to get back in shape and I felt like the jujitsu would give me that. Um, and, um, you know, being in my early thirties, I, I felt like, you know, I could try anything, do it. And, you know, even if I started it now, 14 years later, I don't think it's too late. You know, I don't think it's ever too late to to start something new. So um, I'm glad I started it. I wish I would have started it earlier, but I'm glad I started it when I did. And it was one of the best decisions of my life, for sure.
0: Well, you answered that second question 14 years in since that day you walked in, correct? Yeah. So, yeah. well, my man, um, when you walked in and you started rolling with these, who were some of the people that were there? I mean, it's been through a lot of faces. There's a lot of veterans that were in that camp, a lot of youngsters now in that camp. Uh, who were some of the faces that, you know, were involved with Underdog when you first walked in 14 years ago?
1: Man, um so there was the head instructor Fabiano Tellis um who is, is still um instructing and uh kind of like a, a rogue instructor and uh, I still take classes under him uh when I can um and he was maybe the only or one of the one of definitely one of the only black belts in Connecticut at the time um there was um Rafael Canones who ended up later getting his black belt under uh, Fabiano and taking over as, as head instructor and has become my instructor as well. Um, and then there were the the Oak brothers, Aaron Oak and and Luke mm-hmm. Oak. Um, those guys uh, are still beasts. Aaron, I still train with. He's a black belt. And his brother, Luke, I don't know if he ever got his black belt, but uh, his brother, Luke, is became uh, went into the military and became one of those guys that jumps out of planes for like air shows and it's uh super cool stuff um and then there was rob johnson um i think rob maybe a purple belt still uh just because he hasn't trained in a while um but rob is a a, a canine cop in connecticut uh and um just a freaking specimen of a man, you know, big, big, large guy, uh, who moves like a cat. Um, and then the, the guy who, uh, was running the gym, Russell Leak, you know, he was, um, doing some training at the time as well, but not, but more so into the striking aspect and, and still, uh, much more into the striking aspect, but is, a um, a purple belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu currently, I believe. Um, and then there were a lot of guys that came and went. Um, also Parker Porter was uh, was there um, as well back in those days. Um, there was uh, my buddy, uh, Jason Jungle Diaz. Uh, he's a black belt now. Um, <clears throat> I still see him every now and then. Um, and there were, there were a lot of tough guys. There were a lot of tough guys in that gym. And some of them... I no longer see uh, much anymore, just like stay connected via social media. Mm -hmm. But I remember the training atmosphere being super tough and um, very competitive. Uh, And it was like almost sink or swim, you know. But if you kept going back, you were definitely going to get better. And you were going to get individualized attention. That's what I liked about training there. Um, So... I stuck with it. And, you know, here I am 14 years years later. Now I'm teaching, I'm passing on the knowledge and I'm trying to give people some of that toughness, but also the self uh, introspection that you get from rolling on the mats that you can't really get anywhere else. I don't think you can really get that. um, Not only the feeling, but the knowledge of self that you get from training jujitsu. I don't know. And many other, ways that you can get that there are other combat combat sports obviously that you can get that from but um i think jujitsu is kind of unique in that you can kind of go like a hundred percent and the safety mechanism of tapping out gives you that um uh freedom to try you know exactly. try to go hard but know that you know if you need to tap out you can always just reset um and it's a very uh, primal sport in that you know somebody's trying to choke you out or break a limb um but that safety mechanism of tapping does uh keep it so that it's it's uh safe for everybody to train
0: excellent and each one of you are trying to get the next one better unless you're in you know a huge tournament going for you know a lot of money that it's like you know uh you know but Jay, is yeah,
1: that far was one of the things they wanted to get me better so that they they had another training partner right so exactly you, you want exactly. to get other people better that's the ba- that's the basis of, of training jujitsu. my man you've been uh, through you know
0: a lot of names where you mentioned Pocket is still out there and a UFC heavyweight veteran at this moment uh you've had a mm-hmm. lot of guys and girls come through that gym, who are still in that gym, who have retired as pro fighters, who've been to the UFC, who've been champions, regional level. Um, dude,
1: you know, what Jessie is... Jessie Meal, right, speaking of uh, females as well. Yeah. I can't forget Jessie. Exactly. She uh, was there. She was there back in the days.
0: Oh, okay. She was in the start of all of it with you. Okay, yeah. excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And she's still around, still a bit Be- a Bellator, a Bellator there. I don't know if she's a featherweight or, or a what, what she is now, but very, very good, great accolades on her. As far as you, Jay, um, you know, 14 years in competitions, what, you know, name some of you, you know, some of the most special moments in jujitsu for you. I mean, I, I bet there's thousands, you know, 14 years in being a black belt, but as far as maybe, you know, in competition for yourself, maybe one or two instances that, you know, made you, you know, feel special about yourself and the journey that you've been on uh you know in this jiu-jitsu for 14 years
1: well um yeah no that's a great question I, they always say that the, you never forget the first time right so i i my first competition i never forget it you know that was uh that was an amazing experience i wanted to i i, I was i became part of this this team that was a competition-oriented team guys were tough they they competed I wanted to do it, you know. So I get, I signed up for a naga. My first competition was a naga in New Jersey, and um, it was uh, I wasn't ready. I tell you, <laughs> I wasn't ready. But... <laughs> <laughs> so so I lost my first match, um, my first match in competition, um, the uh, by submission. So I lost the, the worst weight possible. But the beauty of jujitsu is that you get a second chance, right? So um, I signed up for two divisions. Thankfully, so in my second division that I signed up for, I ended up uh, placing in that division uh, with a silver medal. So that that was that was nice. I went home with some hardware, and I I went home with some knowledge too. I learned a lot. I learned that competition is different than training, and the level of intensity that you experience in competition um, is way different than the training room unless you find a way to replicate that that pressure with the time, yeah. with the crowd, with your opponent going uh, 120% <laughs> at you. And um, you know, then you gotta give it everything you got too, right? So um, I learned a lot in that first competition. Um, and then I competed several times. After that, some of the most memorable competitions um, from I would say like purple belt on were uh, I started competing in IBJJF uh, tournaments, and the level of comp I, I would say it's a little you know um, higher level of competition, um, and the the way the organization uh, the, the competitions were run were um, you know. I guess a little pres- more prestigious, but also um, they have uh, professionalism about them, which can be kind of overboard sometimes. Sometimes th- some of their rules are like over the top, you know, but uh, um, nonetheless, I I enjoyed, enjoyed competing in the IBJJF tournaments, and um, I, I ended up, so I, I kind of found my groove as a purple belt. I started winning winning gold um, cons- uh, consecutively in the IBJJF Opens in Boston and New York. Um, and, you know, that helped me progress to uh, a brown belt and uh, continue to do that. And um, one of my biggest uh, comps as a brown belt was the, the Pan Ams in New York. I took uh, gold in that. Um, and and then I uh, that same year... Un, unbeknownst to me or by surprise I got my black dog really wasn't expecting it. So so I got it and then I, I uh I started competing again right away and then again I wasn't ready. <laughs> 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 this, this is different, right? I was just like wow there's a there's another level to this to this art. Um so then I just had to get better, you know, and and prepare and then I, I I kept competing, and um, later that year I was able to get get a uh, silver in the Panhams as a black belt. Beautiful. Um, Beautiful. So and and then I've competed uh, <clears throat> not too much after that was in 2019, and then the pandemic and all that. So I I didn't compete uh, much. Um, I uh most recently did uh IBJ the IBJ after the New Haven open and uh that was the first time competing in over a year and i had uh um a gi uh bracket is what well, and i signed up for gi and nogi and in gi I, I took silver and in no gi i took gold excellent so, man yeah.
0: congratulations on uh you know this whole journey here as far as you know tournaments uh, knowledge and you, you spoke about you know when you jumped into the tournaments as a black belt you weren't ready, and you know you spoke earlier about it, it's learning you're always learning and learning and I'm sure you evolved from there as you spoke you know winning other other tournaments and coming back the next year to take silver, but let's get we'll we'll you know talk more about this jujitsu because you're going to be we're going to be running into a uh, you know some of the guys and and people that you've trained with along the years that are in your book, but you know, the book is not only uh, focusing on, you know, the, the training aspect. It You have a business aspect that goes along with this book to make, you know, it, it for everyone. And let's talk about your background in like business and your, you know, what you did growing up as far as to, uh, you know, get this knowledge to write this book uh, and just have this, uh, you know, this knowledge of business in itself after the uh, pre-pandemic and, uh, you know, post.
1: Sure. Yeah. No, so, um, yes, Steve, yes. Great questions. The, 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 the way I grew up, so I grew up in the Bronx in New York and uh, I grew up, uh, you know, I grew up in not, uh, And not a bad neighborhood, actually. People think the Bronx—you know—they think the Bronx is burning or, uh, you know, graffiti and projects. Hey, hey, Jay, Jay, I'm an old
0: guy, so I remember the Bronx Tale, and uh, and Fort Apache, Fort (laughs) Apache, Fort Apache, the Bronx. I think I was like twelve. I'm I'm in my fifties, so I was like twelve or thirteen when that movie came out. So yeah, the Bronx, Bronx got a tough rap, man, all around. So yeah, go ahead, bro.
1: Yeah, so the Bronx has a you know kind of like a tough rap, like you said. But you know, um, growing up in the Bronx, I grew up in a neighborhood. It was um, I would consider it middle class. I don't know, maybe others wouldn't, but I would consider it middle class. Um, the we didn't. I never wanted for anything. You know, I had roof over my head. I had clothes on my back. I was I was fed. Um, always had family around. And friends around um there's always people around in the Bronx like you always got somebody around so that was cool growing up we played a, a lot of wiffle ball in the street tag in the street manhunt uh, we also um you know rode bikes and sometimes tussled around you know amongst friends and stuff like that so I, I had a pretty pretty good jo- childhood but um one thing that was instilled in me was always the value of the dollar so um you know we were encouraged to kind of uh make our own money and you know I would uh I, I would do things around the neighborhood like um collecting cans and taking them to the store and re- to redeem them and use that that the uh, money for, for candy or whatever you know and this is as a young kid and then later on in life um that that those kind of values kind of stayed with me and um I was always looking for different opportunities different ways to pr- produce different streams of revenue. Um, I was, uh, selling CDs, uh, uh, mixtape CDs or, uh, you remember, you probably remember. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Everything streamed now. So you don't see, I, CDs you know,
0: I think there, there might be a couple in like my Pat, my late parents hutch somewhere in like the basement <laughs> there. But, yeah. I, I know them well.
1: <laughs> so I was, uh, I was selling mixtape CDs in the, in the street and out of the trunk of my car. Um, as well as having another full-time job, but that was like my side hustle, you know. And uh, one of the <clears throat> one of the guys that I um, had sold CDs to said uh, I had a good approach, like my approach. He was working for an advertising company, doing professional sales, and he encouraged me to go go and um, go and uh, interview for a position. And I interviewed for that position, and I got the job. and And then that's how I. Uh, got into professional selling and i liked professional selling because you get paid for you keep what you kill you know you get paid for what you produce and i like that i like that entrepreneurial aspect of of that yes. uh, profession so i stayed with it and um i've done advertising sales and i've done medical sales and pharmaceutical sales and all this dif- all these different industries and been able to um, be a top producer in all these industries um, based off of the you know, systems that I produce and the work ethic and uh, the attitude that I can, I can make it happen, basically. So um, that, that also translates well to the jujitsu and the, the martial arts because, again, the harder you work, the more time that you put, it, you put in, you get knocked down a lot, but you get back up and you, you just keep coming back and keep putting into work, and eventually you will find success.
0: Well, my man, uh, you know, in your 30s you get into jujitsu. 14 years later, we are here. You wrote a book a couple of years ago, uh, this November. How did you get inspired? And how did you? I mean, writing a book isn't easy, man. I can't even write a friggin' paragraph. Never mind a fucking book. <laughs> I mean, how did you, you know, get inspired to write a book and mix the two, business that, uh, and, you know, martial arts, put them all together. And, I mean, not necessarily you have to be a martial artist to um, be successful reading this book, but how did you intertwine this and get this book rolling and this whole idea that, man, I can write a book and, uh, and you know, it can be beneficial out there?
1: Yeah, no, it, it, it was um... – an idea at first. It was just an idea. I read a lot. So, um, I love books. I really do. I, I, I feel that, um, you know, what I got, so I went to college. I played, like I said, I played baseball in college and that was probably one of the reasons I actually stayed in college was because of baseball. Um, so that was, that helped me get my uh, degree, but, um, that wasn't the best education that was good for networking. That was good for, partying, that was good for uh, learning a lot, you know, about life and being on your own and things of that sort. So it was was definitely uh, valuable, but the best education I've had is from self-education. Learning on my own, seeking the knowledge. And now, you know, the knowledge is everywhere. We have tons of information out there. It's the information age. So um, the information is valuable, but it's only valuable if you put it to use. So I, I read a lot and I I try to apply what I read um, right away, if I uh, as, as much as possible. So I, I I read like these sort of books, like I would consider this the self help genre. Um, so I read these sort of books on business and and success and self help. And I I thought this concept would do well in this genre because um, I I hadn't heard of any other book. That was like this, that you, that merged martial arts and business. But I thought they were like the perfect, the perfect combination of, um, of all the same cast characteristics that make you successful in life. You know,
0: can I say one thing in between there and you getting into jujitsu because jujitsu, it's not like MMA. It's not like boxing. It's not like one of these other physical martial arts that you get into, I mean, you get into boxing at, in your 30s, man, you're going to get a little beat up, you know what I mean? Uh, you get into yeah. Muay Thai, uh, karate in your 30s. Not saying it's going to happen all the time, but uh, you want you want to get physical and, uh, you know, compete. You're going to get beat up a lot more, I think, in their martial arts than in jujitsu. jitsu So I see a lot of older people, getting drawn to jiu-jitsu not only for the workout but because like you said you could tap out you have that that safety net that you don't you know you don't get killed in there and i see i you know a lot of business men like yourself and women you know they go to jiu-jitsu because it makes their mind stronger and it's not as physical it's demanding but it's not as physical in the beat up sense as some of the other out, martial arts out there. So, you know, you talking about the, the, the business aspect and how they intertwine. I see a lot of, um, a lot of beneficial things to your book, uh, going toward like maybe the older people also, um, you know, not just the young ones that, you know, I have into the fight game. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, you, that's it's a perfect point you 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 bring up. You do see people, um, older people, getting into jiu-jitsu um, at, you know, their 30s, 40s, 50s, even 60s, um, because it, it's less impact on the body than some of the striking arts, and it has that safety net of, of being able to tap out. And if you have a, a good school with good training partners and a good instructor, you're not going to uh, beat you know you're gonna be paired up with uh, people that will take care of you, you know, and and look out for you. And, we have a saying in our in our gym: "Don't break
0: your toys." Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And we spoke like about me. that. I mean, you you're all there to get each other better. But to you know, just to elaborate a little more more on that point and let you get back to how you you got these uh, you know business and martial arts and helping people out. You know, when I talk about older people, I also talk about very successful businessmen and women who take up, you know, jiu-jitsu. And you know, that's where a lot of, I mean, like you said, you're a businessman, you were entrepreneur, uh, growing up, you got into jiu-jitsu at at a later stage. Now, as far as, you know, the knowledge and and what this book can do to help each other, like what is is the idea behind the book in helping people, you know, in their lives and, you know, to prosper in the future?
1: Um, so the idea with the book is to help people. That's the main focus. Like you said, thank you for saying that. That is the main focus is to help people and basically give them some concepts, some actual action items that they can use to, um, work into their daily routine, uh, um, and apply to their lives so that they can be more successful in life. When, whatever they choose to do, whether they want to do martial art or not, or if they want to apply it to business, they can apply these concepts to business as well. Um, and I I kind of dug into the mind of these fighters to get from them what makes them successful, and I put that on paper so people can see it and read it and, and inherit those same characteristics by applying what these... Uh, these champion fighters are saying works for them
0: now as far as these fighters i mean like what's fascinating about the book it's it's not just you telling your story or telling you events about these they they're actually interviews with these fighters giving you their uh you know things in life that's happened to them and and stuff like that is it, like that's a that's a lot of task i mean you're out there interviewing them with well, these fighters you know to to put it out there Fighters that you trained with uh, regularly or did you reach out to fighters that you thought or also reach out to fighters that you thought were interesting in the aspect that they could bring, you know, a, a lot of knowledge to what you were trying to say in the book?
1: Oh, yeah, both. So um, the beautiful thing of the uh, jujitsu and, and a lot of the comp and MMA uh, in general is that it's um, still a pretty small community. You know, uh, people that that do this. So, um, these the, the champions in our in our uh, in our sports are um, accessible for the most part. You know, and uh, you use the, use your network to to reach out. So I use my network to reach out to people. Some of the people I did train with, um, and some people I knew through other people that I trained with. So that's kind of how I reached out. Um, I, I tried to find fighters that were interesting, that had um, different paths, you know, in life, so that we can get different points of view on what makes what makes these fighters successful. So, um, you know, I, I interviewed guys like Johnny Lopez, uh, Mr. Nice Guy. Um, I interviewed Matt Bissett, and all our... our, our uh, Hometown hero here in Connecticut, you know, he's a a vet in the game and um, Matt, somebody I chained with uh, regularly and uh, he, you know, granted me some time um, to, to meet with him and pick his brain. Um, And then there's some guys out of New York, uh, this guy, Mike, Mike Jaramillo, he's a John Danaher black belt um, in Jiu Jitsu, John Danaher's first black belt. Uh, And then, and and Mike's a world champion as well. Um, And uh, Mike put me in touch with Jared Gordon, who's a MMA fighter who has a really interesting story and really is on his own path of helping people with addiction. Um, and he's currently fighting in the UFC. Um, I re- I interviewed Kip Collar, uh, who I met through Matt Facet, and Kip, as you know, owns Naga yep. and Reality Fighting. And, you know, so his business acumen, as well as you know, he trains he trains as well. Um, so he's a perfect uh representation of the book really. You know, he does both uh successfully. So I was I interviewed him and got uh his knowledge. I interviewed Rafael Formiga, who's a multiple time uh world champion, um, who granted me some time. And you know, these these guys uh were all generous, you know, with their yeah. time. That's the thing. when you're in this community, people um are are willing to help you. It's just a beautiful, a beautiful community. I'm so happy to be part of it. And that's what I want to Give to other people this knowledge that I've gotten from from these generous, generous fighters to give me their their knowledge. I want to I want to give it to the world because it's valuable information.
0: Well, my man. uh, Well, let's talk about, you know, the book after two years. uh, What's going on? Uh, You're going to be having your two year anniversary in November. Um, How's the you know, how's the book doing? I mean, your first book out there um i i'm sure the new england um you know support from the fighters you know matt beset that guy had tons i still does tons of following uh internationally and new england i mean blows the roof off when he just like comes in anywhere but you know how's the how was how the how people perceive the book how's it doing after two years how do you feel about it and uh you know we'll, we'll go from there i answer them questions first <laughs>
1: So this is the book. This is the, the cover. Born to brawl, um, gaining a fighter's edge in business and life is the title, um, and I put it out on Amazon. So it's currently available on Amazon, and it's also available on, on my website, which is joinfightfit.com. And um, the book is doing is doing pretty well. It so a book when the book is released is. Is typically when you get the biggest like interest and in the biggest like uh, grand like grand opening, if you will, yeah. right when the book is first published. That's when you seems to get seem to get the most excitement about the book. Um, but I've had pretty steady interest over the the last few years. Um, it hasn't made me rich, but <laughs> uh, I'm, that wasn't the point of writing the yeah. book. The point of writing the book was to help people. So, um, even if it helps just one person, I've done my job and, um, I think it's, it's doing, you know, fairly well. Um, it's getting, uh, it's, it's getting buys on Amazon, um, fairly consistently every month. Uh, I see some, I see some activity. Um, it takes a lot of marketing, you know, to like anything else to push the product and stuff and get the word out there. Um, but, uh, the process of writing the book, I like I said, I interviewed the fighters. Uh I sat down and and came back and put all the information on a, on paper. Um and well I'm dating myself. Not paper. On a, on, a, on the laptop. I was right? I was chiseling uh, in rock. Laptop, compiled it. I was
0: chiseling it on tablets, he says. <laughs> <laughs> well Jay, I mean you know, congratulations on the success. Now you mentioned that, you know, you can get it on Amazon and also on Kindle. Is this a book that you could put on audio? Is this something that you thought, or maybe could I, could you put it on audio with maybe, I mean, I'm sure that's another whole uh, process in itself to get someone to to read it, or maybe, you you know, you can get, you can get a guest fighter to read his own part out of it. But have you ever thought of that?
1: yeah that's that's a great question steve i um so i am to answer your other question i'm i'm happy with the way the book came out uh it's a book i would read myself and uh that's kind of my gauge you know if, if the book seems interesting to me i feel like i felt like it might be interesting to other people as well um the audio books are huge right now Like i that's probably the way I read most of my books nowadays. <laughs> Me right here, brother. Yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely something I thought of. Um definitely something that I I want to I want to pursue. Um I need to set a deadline and make the time to actually do it. Um but it's on uh, it's on the list. It's definitely on the list. I need to put this thing in audio form. I think it would get even uh, more um, reception, that even a larger audience to to get the information in the book uh, if it was on audio. Most definitely, sure. most so definitely. It's, it's on the list, man.
0: Excellent, you and know? and as you know, everything evolves. I mean, it's your first book. Uh man, uh, you know, next month you might have it on uh Apple and uh Spotify and stuff. I mean, you're you're a hustler, bro. You're a entrepreneur. You you I, I could see you chiseling away at that and uh you'll probably be t- up tonight writing some notes on that saying, you know what? <laughs> I talking to Steve today. I I I'm gonna think about that. <laughs> gotta gotta
1: gotta make that happen. Yeah, I'm a big goal setting guy you now. Um it's, on, it's definitely on my list for Excellent. sure. Excellent. Definitely got to make that happen.
0: Excellent. Well, before we uh we end here Jay, man, I I definitely want to get you on a live podcast at at sometime in the future. I know you teach class sure. and it, it's hard to get you here on uh, you know calling in at night, but down the line we'll do that. Maybe we'll have one of your one of the guys that were on the in the book uh Set call in with you and uh you know have a cool podcast that way. Um That'd be super cool. Yeah, definitely, but you know, uh, last couple of questions, Jay, you know, future, are you looking to write another book? Um, and then I'll, you know, and then I'll ask you about, you know, business, what's going on now with, uh, you know, your fight fit and, uh, you know, here on on with the martial arts aspect, but writing another book, is that something that you're thinking about or in the, in the future, uh, an idea? Yeah. You're not the only one who's asking
1: that. Um, and it's definitely something that I, I, I want to do. And uh, I I enjoy writing. I enjoy creating. I'm an artist as well. I I make music. So I enjoy the creative process. So, And this was a creative process for me. So um, I definitely want to write another book for sure.
0: Excellent. So the business, Fight Fit, uh, what you're doing, you know, COVID's over. I know you had to regroup and, uh, you know, kind of start over and, uh, you know, get the people rolling in again. But, you know, shout out your businesses and what you're doing now as far as, you know, helping people, not only reading your book, but, you know, out there. You're training people, you're helping kids. Throw some of that out there. And, uh, man, then I'll let you give your shout outs, whatever you want to do from here. And, uh, you know, we'll call it a night, my man.
1: Absolutely. Um, Yeah, so with FightFit, I created FightFit as another um, uh, tool to help people and um, initially um, I was looking and getting into the corporate wellness space. Um, the pandemic kind of changed the direction of that. And now um, I'm just helping uh, everybody, you know? I, so I, I'm a certified wellness instructor. Um, <clears throat> so I, I would help people with personal wellness programs, keeping them on track to their fitness and health goals i i do that i also um i I teach jujitsu on my own um now in in glastonbury connecticut um only uh four months in i was teaching at underdog up until four or five months ago now i'm teaching on my own subleasing space in the yoga shop in in glastonbury nice it's a start and uh so far so good it's going going well i got a good group over there um i love it i love I love the space. I love teaching jiu-jitsu and I love creating uh, something on my own. I'm creating an atmosphere where all are welcome. It's no drama and uh, we're just there to train and make each other better. Um, and then uh, <clears throat> lastly, with uh, with FightFit, um, I'm also uh, doing uh, uh, seminars in uh, out of the country uh, in Belize. I'll be down there in a few weeks and uh, there's a growing BJJ community down there. And I'm looking to, uh, and I'm getting tied in with the community, good people down there, and I'm uh, from the, I'm starting from the ground up down there. These guys are is still new, and um, it's like, uh, you know, uh, starting something um, at the ground level, you know, which is nice. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking to get down there with um, seminars in the future to bring, bring people from up here and do like vacation BJJ retreats down in
0: beautiful belize so that's another thing i'm doing with fight fit excellent my man bringing yeah bringing the business aspect to the full level here uh man congratulations do it uh doing it on all levels here as far as you know martial arts bjj helping people uh you know and belize man uh good for you bro um you know, you. Is, 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 you know, last thing I want to just say, bro, you know, first time talking to you, man, it was a breeze. Uh, I mean, I've met you at Underdog in the past when I went to go to interview Matt or, uh, you know, one of the younger kids in there. There's so many of them, man. You, if, if you named the fighters that, you know, you've trained with the young and old, man, we'll be here for two more hours. But, um, man, co- sure. yeah, c- congratulations on the journey. Congratulations on the book. Um, you know, the, the, the black belt, uh, you know, just that journey 14 years ago that you started, bro. And I can't wait to see what's next. Like I said, come down here with, uh, you know, Matt set one of those young kids, Valentin, uh, you know, the, the, you know, anyone come on down there. We'll talk, uh, young and we'll talk young and old.
1: Awesome. Yeah, no, that sounds good, man. Um, yeah, I love those guys. Justin, uh, valentine erica valentine and sister she's a, she's up and coming and she's got a great story um you know i'm looking at uh maybe getting some of those uh fighters into my next book you know who knows um and uh shout out to all of all my training partners current and in the past you've all helped me get to help me get to where i am and um shout out to new england fighters the mma scene in new England is. Amazing. It's exploding and I love to see it. And uh, we've got some great up and coming fighters coming out of New England and and BJJ in New England is also a record, uh, a force to be reckoned with. So let's keep it going.
0: Definitely, man. Uh, I'll look forward to seeing you at another one of those tournaments around. Uh, uh, you're, you're not too hard to find, man. <laughs> so uh, with that said, uh, last thing, Jay, social media, all your social media. I, I'm sure you threw it out there while we was talking, but, you know, throw it out there again just so people can get the book, um, check you out on social media, Fight Fit, and all that other good stuff.
1: Yeah, so uh, my Instagram is um, at Fight Fit 1. Fight is spelled F-I-T-E, Fight Fit 1 um and then on uh instagram it's um fit to fight Again, fight is spelled f-i-t-e so fit the number two fight and then uh i have a youtube page as well uh fight fit youtube page where i post some techniques and uh i posted my last trip to belize recently on there so you can see uh some of my travels um and um I have an email as well, join uh, fightfit at gmail.com. But you can reach me through any of those platforms, and if anybody messages me, I'll get back to them.
0: Excellent, my man. Well, Jay, a pleasure, bro. And like I said, uh, congratulations. I'm sure we'll bump into each other down the line at one of these uh, jujitsu tournaments, or maybe you coming down to visit and uh, having a live podcast. But uh, with that said, uh, Jay Rivera born to brawl. It's out there. Amazon.com. Go check him out at, uh, F I T E F I T one on Instagram. That'll link you to his website. And I'm sure you can, uh, you know, find a lot of good knowledge there as well. So with that said, bro, thank you so much for coming on, man. And we'll see you real soon.